millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. G'day and welcome to the Farms Advice Podcast where we talk everything agribusiness. I'm your host, Jack Creswell, and on this week's episode, we speak with Eamon Lanigan from Byfields Business Advisors, who is the director in the agribusiness department over there in Perth and brings us the expertise around the given subject we'll talk about today. As part of the Beyond the Tax Return series, Byfields has come on as a sponsor of the segment to bring you, as farmers, the tools and knowledge you need to make a successful agribusiness. This episode does not constitute as financial advice and is only intended for general advice only. If you need more information, please contact your own advisor or the team at Byfields for their expertise. Now, let's get on with the show. G'day and welcome to Beyond the Tax Return with Eamon from Byfields. Eamon, how are you going today, mate? Yeah, pretty well, Jack. Amazing to have you on. Another topic, the first topic that we have on the Farms Advice podcast, linking up with Byfields in WA. How's everything going with you at the moment? How's it looking for the year? Yeah, pretty well. Um, cyclone came through last week and uh, did a bit of damage, a bit of wind there, but yeah, a lot of rainfall across the state. So yeah, everyone's looking pretty happy, even though those who've uh, yeah, sustained a bit of damage there, they're... Um, they're still, yeah, got plenty of rain, so they're set up well. They can get, yeah, some more fertiliser and things like that that they've lost. But, yeah, it's actually been quite good for me. Uh, everyone's out on tractors, so the phone's stopped ringing, yep. which is a nice change. So you can get back in office and do all the admin that you love. Yes, yeah. Well, it's great to have you on. Just to intro for the listeners, tell us a bit about yourself, your connection to agriculture possibly or what your role is at Byfields? So I'm um, the the newest and the youngest director at Byfields. Um, work from the Perth office. 
service uh, mainly wheat belt clients. Um, do also do a bit of pastoralist stuff up in the Pilbara. Um, I grew up on farm in Dunwoyung, which is about two and a half hours southeast of Perth. Grew up there. Um, family still down on the farm. I was never going to be a farmer or have anything to do with farming. Um, came to Perth, went to school, ended up back uh, working almost exclusively in agribusiness, in, in doing tax and business advisory. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I suppose, yeah, that's probably my my link and yeah where i come from and what i'm doing now so you've done a bit of a backflip and come back into agribusiness where you thought you'd get out of yeah so i think it was just um when i finished uni yeah trying to get a job in the county of tax and yeah just happened across byfields and yeah it was a really good fit and saying i love and saying i understand and yeah coming from the country and being able to yeah relate to people i think uh, yeah, builds those good relationships. Yeah, I think that's what it comes down to is building on those relationships and being able to connect with them. But for this episode, we're going to be talking about everything tax and depreciation. Can you just take us few through what's going on at the moment? Just a bit of an overview before we get into it. All right, so basically once upon a time, depreciation was pretty simple when you... Uh, went through the process, it was just one line on the balance sheet and um, uh, one line in your financials, your accountant would prepare it each year and it just sort of got glazed over. As a broad view, depre what depreciation is supposed to be is a, an expense that um, offsets the, the loss of value in your capital assets. So as you think about your tractor, you bought it two years ago for $500,000, um, after one year, it's probably worth about four hundred thousand. After two years, it's worth, let's say, three fifty. That loss in value should be somewhat representative of your depreciation. So that's probably a bit of background there. Where we're at now is um, COVID and trying to um, get the economy firing. The government's made a few changes there. So basically, where we stand now is that you go out and buy a new machine or a new uh, piece of machinery this year, um, after the 6th of October 2020, you can claim a full deduction for that piece of machinery. Seems great from the outset, but yeah, it could potentially cause some issues down the track. Yeah, as John said on the previous Byfields podcast, it's all economics first and tax benefits second. That rings true in this as well when buying new machinery. Yeah, so I suppose it's it is really good, and it's that that classic like you're, you're getting getting a real good tax benefit from it. But it's yeah, you, the economics got to be there. You've got to have the business case for spending that money. Um, I I almost think it's a, a bit of a bad thing from my point of view because yeah, you see farmers, it's always that new bit of machinery is always higher on the priority list than maybe it should be. And yeah, getting an extra tax benefit out of it does push it further up that priority list. Yeah, absolutely. But when you're dealing with farmers, do they know the different depreciation? Like the accounting depreciation and the tax depreciation? So I suppose, yeah, just a little bit of background there. Um, 
So what, what we call accounting depreciation is that probably working out what the decline in value of your piece of machinery is um, yeah. or any asset. Um, and there's, there's two methods for that. There's the, what we call the prime cost or straight line method, which is good for something like a, a shed, for example. So spend $100,000 on a shed um, and it has an effective life of 40 years and essentially each year it loses $2,500 worth of value. So at the end of 40 years, it's not really got any value, needs to be replaced, that straight line depreciation. The, uh, then there's diminishing value. That's probably more appropriate for things like an SP sprayer, a tractor, a yeah. harvester, or your car, for example. So that's where, yeah, the first year it's, you buy it for 500,000, then it loses a big chunk of value immediately, and then it slowly loses, it's still losing value, but at uh, a slower rate each year. So that's what diminishing value uh, tries to capture. So, and so that, yeah, when you sell an asset that um, its value on an accounting basis is more accurately captured. So there's not, not a, a big difference between the value on the, the book, what we call the book value and the market value. The opposite of that is, well, the, the counter to that is taxation depreciation, which once upon a time pretty closely aligned with those two methods of accounting depreciation. Um, and now with tax depreciation, where you're immediately writing off an asset, it might have a, the harvester, for example, we discussed earlier. So let's say you've had it for two years, it's worth $350,000 now, but you've already claimed the full depreciation on that. So it has a book value of $0. Uh, and that's, yeah, where looking at what the actual value of an asset is or its market value is very different to its tax value. Yeah, right. So do you think like farmers in your community understand that from the tax value into the market value? Um, I think they, they do in that first year when they get the, the deduction for it. So they go out and they go, yeah, usually get the question, um, what's this gonna, like, we go and spend this money, what's the, the tax result gonna be? Um, we have that discussion, they go, yeah, that's great, but it's probably down the line when they come to sell it, that's where, yeah, they, it's been three or four years or five years that they've had that asset. And by that stage, they, yeah, it's probably slipped the memory it's of what has gone on previously. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's, it's probably a harder concept and one that's not, yeah, usually recognized immediately. Yeah, it's just something to think about before, prior to going out there and buying your new piece of machinery. And also, like, go, before you buy more structure, like you said, you shed based on the straight line depreciation. Do you think, like, you have to think about different products when purchasing? Yeah, well, I think um, these days is, yeah, when you're doing the business case um, for any purchase or just thinking it through, it's, yeah, how long is this going to last you and that and what's it's going to be worth at the end of its life with you? Like if it's a header and you've got a five-year uh, horizon, uh, what it's going to be worth in five years. Um, then on the other side of that is, yeah, what is going to be the tax benefit and now that tax benefit is all up front. 
and what's going to be the tax costs when you come to sell it down the road. Um, so I suppose on that it is, yeah, it's become very important to, yeah, just at least touch base with your accountant with this is what I'm planning on doing and this is, uh, this is what the cost is going to be and asking them what the tax consequences are for you. Yep, great stuff. So like it's 2021, we've gone through a drought, COVID, and like you just said, you had um, belting weather there in WA, knocked over a few sheds, silos and whatnot. But what are the new rules coming in for tax, for depreciation? All right. So um, probably as we stand now, so up until COVID, yep. um, this might discuss what the status quo was. So up until COVID, you bought not sheds and uh, fixed assets, but um, your your machinery and your plant equipment. You bought those. Um, if you turned over less than 10, mil, 10 million, which is yeah, most of our clients, um, you put them into what's called the small business pool or the general pool for depreciation. Um, basically, every time you bought an asset, it would be added to the small business pool. Um, the first year you buy an asset, it, you claim 15% depreciation, and then you claim 30% on the balance of the pool at the start of the year. So it was all very simple. The good thing about the pool was that you, um, if you buy a new asset, it gets added to the pool. If you sell an asset, regardless of what its um, notional value is, it just gets taken off the balance of the pool. So under the new rules, uh, the, the pool's basically done away with at the end of this year. Any um, depreciation that's sitting there on your balance sheet waiting to be claimed in future years, that'll be all written off in the 2021 year. Yep. So, um, and any new assets have to be immediately deducted in the, the 2021 year. So what this means for most farmers, um, and farming being a pretty capital-intensive business, is that a lot of farmers are going to have big deductions for depreciation in 2021. Um, there's some good and some bad to that. Um, the good being uh, lower tax year. Um, they'll have more money to invest, more money to pay down debt, more money to meet their business goals. But the, the flip side of that is in the coming years, um, especially as recovery from drought on the East Coast and while people are restocking once all that depreciation's gone and we go into those future years and you, you start making good profits again, there's going to be no depreciation to offset those profits. So essentially you're paying, uh, you've got higher profits and therefore paying more tax. You're right. So as, as the season continues, the rules will change for depreciation from the government? Yeah. So basically uh, this is, this is a bit of a, what's going on, what's the unknown. Um, at the moment, the, there's no option to opt out of any of these provisions if you're turning over less than 50 mil. Um, that's a bit, of a bit of an issue and there's been a, a bit of campaigning from the various accounting bodies and some, some small business groups, or small and medium business groups. They, they're trying to um, yeah, push what was put through for the big businesses, which was that they could choose which parts of this that they wanted to use. Um, 
So I suppose, yeah, what that means is, yeah, what's going to happen in the future, we don't exactly know. Um, but what we do think is happening is the government's taking this as an opportunity to clear out all the small business pools and this small business appreciation, and then they can reset. Um, and maybe that's coming up with a new set of rules or new percentages or just giving themselves a fresh start where no one in the small business space is claiming any depreciation so they can go and uh, put in put in these new rules and start from scratch essentially how do you think like farm as a farmer how can you keep up to date with what what's going on with the new taxation rules around depreciation so that we can better plan for like the season ahead um i suppose at the moment it is yeah just spending some time talking with your accountant um it is a very what was a reasonably simple area of yeah tax knowledge yeah which most people understood like let's say a few years ago yeah most farmers understood what was going on at the moment it's become a minefield and it's yeah so the rates and the thresholds have changed uh, almost every six months for the last couple of years and yeah then with covid there's been some yeah some seismic shifts there um i think it's yeah, like uh, me, the media does do a good job of yeah trying to give a reasonable synopsis. Uh, probably not listening to machinery dealers is is an important one. Yeah, they will always have a uh, a golden view of what it means for your business. But yeah, I think engaging with yeah with your accountant or yeah trying to read like read and spend a bit of time on the stuff that's in the media because they they do do a good job of yeah reporting on this stuff. And you see, like working with farmers on the ground, they're quite active getting into, like finding more about this or there's a reliance on on like firms such as yours on their own there account? A, yeah, there is a bit of a reliance on us, but I think it's because it ties in with those machinery purchases and those things that excite farmers. There is, um, I do find this quite an interesting knowing about what the consequences of all these decisions are. Um, and yeah, I find that people do are quite interested in spending a bit of time and, and getting deeper into this than they would into most tax things. Like most tax things, farms will just go, yeah, that's that's my domain, for example, and I'll, I'll tell them what the consequences are. With this, because it's a, it's a big business decision and you're, let's say, thinking about spending $500,000, it's worth your time to yeah, get that bit deeper into it and understand what's going on and what it means for your business. Yeah, definitely. 500,000 is a fair bit to be throwing around without knowing what's the consequences of it afterwards, after it's left the workshop. Yeah. And I suppose this is where we um, we're a little concerned because as what we currently have is we have the rules up till 30 June 2022. Yep. So that's yeah, the, the next, well, two and a half months and then next financial year, we know what's going to happen. After that, we don't have any indication. So probably the danger there is um, we've written off all our assets that we've bought um, previously and then in this next 14 and a half months, um, we've claimed some good deductions, possibly got some losses that we can carry forward and reduce income. But then, yeah, we don't know what it looks like after that. If we go back to the old system 
and that's the, the small business pool and starting again from that pool. The danger is what happens when you come to trade in a piece of machinery. Um, for example, we go back to where five years down the track, we've, we've just, this year we've bought a header for 500,000. It's depreciated in value, um, done five harvests. We get there in five years time and that's, that's worth $200,000. So you go to sell that and you, you buy a new $500,000 or secondhand $500,000 harvester. Um, and you go, oh, that's great because yeah, I've had to shell out $300,000, but I'll get some depreciation on that. And it won't, it won't really cost me $300,000. That's, that's always been the line. And that's always been what we've discussed. Um, You've got to take tax into consideration you'll get a tax deduction the danger is now that because that uh that the old harvester had been fully depreciated you're selling it for two hundred thousand dollars and you're therefore having a profit of two hundred thousand dollars on the sale so you're yeah. paying tax on top of that plus you're not getting well as we currently stand you won't get the full depreciation on that new harvester so you you not only paying three hundred thousand dollars, but you're paying some tax on top of that, rather That's than saving it. Because we received the prior benefit of getting the full depreciation back beforehand. Yeah, that's right, Jack. Yeah, you've got yeah, because we're getting all the all the benefit now, and yeah, yeah, potentially costing us in the end. And yeah, unless you've got a, a reasonably long memory and you've remembered what all the benefit you've got there, this yeah it could hurt you down the track. Yeah, and imagine like for your clients and others around the country, it would be a hard pill to swallow thinking that you did have that in your back pocket, but that's taken away from what you received earlier. Yeah, and it's, it, is, it is definitely a hard pill to swallow because um, when you're considering this trade, it's, yeah, what, what can I do and what's the, the best thing for my business? But then, yeah, adding tax on top of that for something that you're not, yeah, you're not really... You've already, well, you've got the benefit a long time ago, I suppose, is the best way to, to put that. Yep. But it is a benefit. Um, it shouldn't be something to shy away from, you think? Yeah. Yeah, it is It is a benefit. And I think um, that's probably what I've described there is the worst case scenario. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, because of these immediate deductions that people are able to get, um, people are going out and spending a lot on machinery and bringing forward machinery purchases, which perhaps they wouldn't have otherwise with if they go back to the old rules and there's this cliff where everything's going to cost you money and it, it pretty much the opposite will happen people will stop spending that money on machinery and they'll stop investing in their businesses and that's definitely not what the government wants so there'll have to be some sort of interim measure where you can where maybe that threshold is higher or it comes down over time just to keep people investing and uh, yeah, keep things moving. Yeah, and bolster the economy when when it's a really good season. Farmers and the communities around them are really benefiting from that. But moving on from these new taxation rules, how does it apply to farmers, and what should we be considering on the ground? Yeah, I think um, as always, the first consideration should be. What's the business case? How would a new piece of machinery or any investment in the business provide you with a better return or greater utility or more time to do what you need to do? 
um, or greater efficiency, essentially. Um, so that should be always the, the number one consideration. Yep. Um, next should be, yeah, this is what I've decided to do. How can I do this most effectively from a tax position? Um, I think it's, yeah, it's, in, it's important to, yeah, do, do some sort of an analysis and write something down um, each time. Have that discussion with your accountant. Go to them with like, this is this is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it, and this is this is the sort of numbers that I think it can produce for my business. Um, I think yeah, focusing on that plan that you've put in place for your machinery changeover over a period of years. Um, I think these days, yeah, almost all the farmers that I deal with have something. Uh, written down as to like this is our plans for those for the next years. I suppose that's what I'm trying to say there is take the ego out of it a bit. Um, it might it might serve you well a couple of times at the pub with your mates, but yep. yeah, it's a it's a big price to pay for that that um, being able to push your chest out at the front bar. Yeah, absolutely. We're not just buying new spray paint. We're looking to buy efficiency and also reduce the time with that efficiency yeah um i think there's also yeah those the ancillary benefits that you have these days like the greater fuel efficiency of new machinery um occupational health and safety being another big one um just yeah analyzing all those risks there um and putting together yeah Maybe yeah, more than just the business case. The yeah, the overall utility that it provides for you and your family business. Yeah, well, there's a huge shift towards like improvement of equipment for like both time and cost. Do you see like do people look to save time more or save costs like through fuel efficiency or? Yeah, I think um, I think. The main drivers I see of people buying machinery are um, greater efficiency. Yep. Um, in that might be in yeah fuel usage, lack of like yeah when when a machine breaks down and there's a like a loss of time like let's say your, your tractor breaks down through seeding, there's yeah that only happens once or twice I find before that that machine's changed over um it's just yeah being able to continue on with your program i find that um that drives a lot of people yeah less breakdowns um yeah the other ones are just yeah things that are going to improve yields like yeah people going to um newer and better air seeders um harvesters that um with better fronts that are collecting more and um things like seed destructors where yeah you're getting efficiencies there's a few like yeah you're just putting out less spray those sort of things yeah absolutely when when looking at like tax depreciation what like should we staple in a time frame when we should look at trading in an older piece of equipment or you're just running with the seasons uh we went through some droughts then after that or what do you think what are your clients doing I think that um, yeah, you need to you need to essentially run a schedule of yep. 
which piece of machinery needs to go when, or at least have an order. So um, you know that you, you're not gonna get stuck with three, like you don't have to replace um, your, your seeding tractor, your harvester and your SP sprayer all in the same year. Yeah. Because you might, you might have had a, a couple of decent years, put a bit of money away and then all of a sudden you're back where you started from. I think it's having that, that good schedule there with those drought years, yeah, yeah, all your machinery is not going to be working as hard, hopefully. So yeah, you should be able to maybe stretch that out through drought years. But I think it's just having that order, so yeah, you don't you don't get caught up all at once. Um, and I think it's yeah, regularly reviewing, I suppose that next piece of machinery when it has to happen, and doing that efficiency analysis, saying yeah, if we if I did go and buy the new bit of machinery. Would I be better off doing it now, or would I be better off doing it in another couple of years? What is it going to mean to me, and what what sort of repairs, what sort of efficiencies, what sort of costs am I going to have? Yeah, instead of winding up to a million dollar check that you're writing out, just to space it out over time, you think? Yeah, yeah, it gives you yeah gives you a bit of bit more opportunity to yeah focus on all the goals of the business because yeah, you might have, it might be a tractor this year that you need to buy, but there's also some hay shed repairs. You might have two kids going to boarding school. Um, you might be trying to put some money away in super and there's all these different, yeah, wants and needs and uh, requirements for the family business that it's gotta, it's gotta um, put money towards. It's just, yeah, trying to make sure it can, it can do all of those. Absolutely. So thank you for coming on the show. We'll start to wrap it up there, Eamon. It's been really good to get an understanding of tax and depreciation um, and try and make it a bit more exciting than it sounds. It doesn't sound that exciting, but there's definitely some benefits to take away here. Yeah, thanks for your time there, Jack. It is a bit of a dry and a bit of a boring subject, but yeah. It's something that everyone, I think, really needs to be aware of and, yeah, make that call and have the discussion with your accountant before, yeah, before you, you sign on the dotted line, just so, yeah, you're aware of all the, the, the consequences and what could potentially go awry. Yeah, so the main point is just to keep your accountant in tow with you, coming along on your decisions for those high price items, but also lower price, you think? Yeah, I think it, it's worth... It's worth a five-minute phone call um, to the accountant just to just get the right the right answer and just if you if you do it regularly, um, it's also a good learning opportunity for for the farmers out there and just to understand their business a bit better. Yeah, definitely. And 2021, it's a great year to start planning if you haven't already. Tax planning is coming up, so hopefully you've got your estimates in order. What's something that you would recommend for farmers now to start planning their tax payment around their tax appreciation or just in general? Um, I think it's, yeah, just getting that, yeah, getting a, a good estimate done now. You should have your figures up to the end of March. You've got a yep. good idea of uh, what's coming for the rest of the year. If you're a broadacre farmer, hopefully you've got a, a break for the season. Um, and yeah, you can put together a good estimate and have a look at where you're at and um, yeah, any any planning that you had done and 
those expenses that could fall either side of 30 June, just, yeah, maybe look at what they're going to mean for this year and um, hopefully give yourself a good head start for next year. Amazing, mate. Thank you very much. So who would you like to recommend for the next podcast from Byfields? Um, I think a, a good a good podcast might be uh, Mike Krause. Um, he does the plan to profit software um, and he, he wrote a book for GRDC, Farming the Business. Um, yeah, pretty interesting fellow. So if you get him on there, might be, yeah, a good chat. Absolutely. It must be pretty interesting if you can write a book. So we'll have to get him on for sure. Yeah, no, it sounds good. No worries, Eamon. Thank you very much for coming on the show. We'll speak soon. Thanks for listening to our first Beyond the Tax Return series with Eamon Lanigan with tax depreciation at the heart of the conversation. Really growing agribusinesses and seeing the opportunities and also just a bit of an update around the new rules. Let us know what you want to hear in the series as we want to create the value for farmers across Australia. We also want to create engaging content that you don't fall off your seat from boredom. So have your say over on our socials. Let us know what topics you want to hear and what you want us to cover on this end and we'll do our best to get it out there. This podcast is for farmers so whatever topic you want is probably going to be the most relevant one out there for most farmers. So let us know. Don't be afraid to hit us up on Twitter or Instagram or wherever you find us. If we can help just one farmer improve the way they operate the books, then we've had a great success. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We're now pretty frequent on YouTube and TikTok, so check it out if you're on those channels. But until then, see you next week, and keep on farming. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 